Dropping knowledge bombs all over the state of Alabama. Pew, 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 pew. Truett News Radio, Truett News Radio. Listen to us on Truett News Radio. Welcome to Truett News Radio. It's your weekly dose of gumption and positivity, for whatever that means. Now, here are your hosts, Tony Truett and Brock Murphy. Probably the two coolest guys in the world, at least in their minds. Let it rip, fellas. It's go time, Brock. Oh, it is go time, yeah. I don't know if we think we're the two is coolest guys in the world in our mind, do we? Uh, I mean, I think enough for both of us. Oh, well, there you have it. Anyway, it's a beautiful morning here in the Magic City in the yes. state of Alabama. We're Good proud to be on. Good morning to the Truett News Radio listening world. That's exactly right. Who are you? I'm Tony Truett, Truett Insurance and Bonding. Thanks for joining us this morning. Yeah, I'm Brock Murphy with we're, Brock. We were just oh. sitting here. It's hard to believe, but uh, the classic movie Valley Girl has been out 40 myself. years. Oh, go ahead. Nobody even knows who I am, Valley and you're Girl. talking about Valley Girl. Valley Girl. You're so I'm excited about the Nick 40th Cage. anniversary. Yeah, I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm. That's an LLC. Yes. Okay, okay go back ahead. Back to Valley Girl. Yeah. Uh, Nick Cage, was that his first movie? I think so. Okay, and like I said, John saying yes. I, I'm a little, and I said I was a little surprised at the trajectory of his career because he Great really did, he didn't do very good in that movie. But it's a it's a classic. And how old is it? Forty years. 40 this years week, old. I think right. uh, it's yeah. amazing. It was on the it was on the other day. I was wondering why it uh, popped back up on yeah. like the HBO uh, loop or whatever. But it was on. But. Uh, uh, reminiscing on that yeah. one. That was good. Yeah. Uh, by the way, how about the song Reminiscing? Yeah. Uh, or talking about singing, man. How about John Bird? John Bird was singing our national anthem, the Star Spangly and just, Banner. And just dominated. Yeah. I mean, he did, did a great well. job. Yeah. How stop, was it, guys? Oh, yeah. stop. oh don't stop. <laughs> uh, so, how was it? How nervous were you? Yeah. Uh, I wasn't nervous because I grew up in a little uh, uh, rural area and we had a small school and we <laughs> sang the national anthem. He says that a lot. Day. He said it the whole time, and I, 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 that's still a, that's still got to yeah. be nerve wracking to go out there to do it. What, but, what uh, you didn't do is just, stand on a baseball field singing yeah. to fans in the stand every time, though, right? That's, that's right. Or did yeah, you? Well, I mean, true. is that what you guys did at the school? Yeah, yeah. it was a, it was a performance every day. school, <laughs> elementary school. <laughs> <laughs> that's hysterical. Uh, well, man, we got a great show. Brock uh, John Lida, the Hoover uh, yes. Alabama City Council President, is going to be on, and then Kathy Kathy Belcher with Alabama Game Changers, and they yeah. do some great work really do really excited to talk to her and uh help get the word out on that but uh man what a crazy fun week we went down to uh i had a work trip down to uh baldwin county and mobile and And i found myself down you were down there and so we ended up uh getting a little lunch together on monday at uh ed's seafood shed that's one of panini pete's who's a alum of the show and uh, I, I really enjoyed Ed's Seafood Shed, by the way. But uh, Yeah, I, I tell you what, I had the uh, the sea bass uh, almond dean, and it was fantastic. Man, Wild rice. and a little crab bowl sauce. myself. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah. Uh, it, was, it was good. And um, they, uh, but, but we threw this together last minute, and just it turned out so great. I thought, anyway, I hope yeah. everybody enjoyed it. But uh, uh, had a little group get together, and uh, yeah. Mike Rogers with Rogers and Willard came, yep. and uh, Mary Van Brunt, uh, Mary Van Brunt, the, the president of Spring Hill College, Bradley yep. Byrne was Taloria. there, yeah, Taloria, uh, and who else? I'm leaving out somebody. Well, Panini else, Pete but, uh, came by and, yeah, and hosted. That was awesome. Yeah. I mean, we had a great time, and really appreciate all them showing up. But uh, you know. A lot of cool stuff going on in Mobile, for sure. I'll tell you what was neat is uh, not all of them knew each other, and each of them had something that was important or interesting that they wanted to learn or discuss with the others there. So it was really a good networking opportunity. And I know, uh, at at least in a discussion that I had with Bradley Byrne, who's now, the, uh, as you pointed out, the head of the Mobile Chamber of Commerce, Austell, that shipbuilding plant, they've got some really neat projects ahead. I didn't realize that they had – 
uh, previously focused on sort of aluminum shipbuilding. They've gone to steel and have picked up. I don't think I'm saying anything out of was out it of that way or was it the reverse? I never. Yeah, it was so. They, it, it was now that they're in steel. They're they're going. Um, they've got several new projects, and I, I'll only say that because I don't know how much of that's. I, I don't think any of that was a secret, but. But uh, but Bradley Byrne was explaining that Austell was explaining that they need about 1,200 people down there in the trades, whether it's pipe fitting or welding. So uh, once again, if you're listening to this show from the top to the bottom of the state, uh, there's a lot of folks who would pay a lot of money, uh, even at the Austell plant right now, to do some really, really neat things in the areas of uh, of pipe fitting and welding, something that really nobody else in the country is doing on some really fantastic ships. Well, they uh, you had to leave after that, but I stayed and worked, yeah. uh, you know, for a few more days down there. And, uh, I, I hated to leave. They were getting ready. This, uh, we stayed down in Gulf Shores and, uh, they were getting ready for the, the beach volleyball yeah, tournament right, is right. going on. So that was gearing up and they had a lot of people down there, but man, uh, it was awesome. I went by, I was able to go by and, uh, Joe Bonner, uh, was nice enough to meet with me over at, uh, South Alabama. You know, he's the right. president there right. and, uh, they could not have been nicer, and yeah. uh, I don't think you saw it. I was sporting a, a brand-new hat from yeah. South Alabama. That, uh, they rolled out the red carpet. I got the tour on the presidential golf cart oh. around campus, and uh, just a great campus. Uh, they are celebrating 60 years this year. I wow. think if I remember it right, it's actually on Wednesday, but they're doing a big uh, celebration thing Friday, and uh, they have they have amazing stuff. They're breaking ground on a new – uh, you know that new medical facility they're about to have a big thing for oh, it yeah, and then they, sure. uh, they they hinted they may be another big project coming on there but uh went into the you know the the shelby building and yeah. the engineering rec- uh, school and you know we went to the well, stadium it showed Just, well during the senior bowl. oh i was about yeah. to say that i mean the stadium all of that looks great by the way we did get an opportunity too to go find the world headquarters of fusaclis man that's i, I we got to get them on i yeah. love some yeah. Fusaclis and, yeah. uh, you know, talk to, uh, Chris, Chris Morgan, Morgan yeah, and, yeah. uh, uh, they got, they got big things going on. They, they said they, they got do. 15 locations. Uh, you know, they're all kind of along the Gulf coast, but hopefully coming to Birmingham and maybe Huntsville and some other places, uh, they're just kind of taking it slow, but, yeah. uh, but having a lot of growth. So they got a big future, I think. Well, I, I mean, they're doing it the right way. They're keeping their arms around what they've got. They're all company owned stores right now. He said that, you know, every week they're contacted by folks from, you know, all the way up in Michigan, uh, indicating they love the business model, would love to franchise. But for right now, they're staying uh, in-house with corporate. And again, it'd be great to have them on the show, whether it's Chris or some other executive. But uh, good things going on at Fusaclis. Oh, man, absolutely. Uh, Brock, I was at the John Carroll prom last yes, night. Yes, you were. Uh, my boys uh, went to the prom, but... Uh you know, now everybody goes and takes pictures ahead of time yeah. and all that. We used to not do that back hmm. uh, long ago, but uh, it's a big deal. So you go take pictures. But then uh, we actually got to go for a few minutes. Uh, uh, Zach was was up for prom king. Oh, uh, congrats well, nice. to the kids that actually got the prom king and yeah. queen. But he was up for it. But it was at the Grand Bohemian is what I'm getting to, which, you know, we Great had Mark venue. Kessler on the show. Uh, you know, they're, they own the Grand Bohemian chain. And what a beautiful hotel. Oh, for I mean, sure. it's uh, I love that place. Uh yeah, it's very well done, and as, as are all the Kessler Collection. Yeah, hotels I mean they do the, just an amazing yeah. job. The artwork and the just the feel of the place. It's yeah. a little different than than most hotels. How was the to. convention space? Was it nice? It's done? not. I mean, it really yeah. was. You know, yeah. and I gripe about that yeah, a lot right. about hotels because right. you'll have these great hotels, and then the convention space is just as bland yeah, as, as any other. Morrison's one. Yeah, cafeteria. And, uh, 
you know, but uh, they, they, I thought it looked really good yeah. and a cool hotel. And even if you go over there for dinner, you know, you ought to check it out. That's, yeah, uh, for sure. We're fortunate to have one in Birmingham. Kessler Collection, Kessler Collection. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. No, it, it's, it's fun to uh, weave in all these show alums and, and be familiar with brands like that. And, uh, uh, and, and again, love the idea that we were able to do some of that down in Mobile. Hopefully, we'll do yeah. some of that up hey, in Hey, I'm going to hit Huntsville. real quick. As I was leaving, or not as I was leaving, but while I was in Gulf Shores area, too, down there, I got to eat at the Sea and Sudge, which is oh. also awesome, and Wolf Bay Lodge, which Wolf. is one of my favorites. So, uh, oh, yeah. If you're down in that area, hit both of those for sure. Uh, how about congrats to Meredith Davidson Drennan, the executive director of the Homewood Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, I like this. The uh, Chamber of Commerce Association of Alabama, they just named her the Chamber Professional of the Year. So way to go, Meredith. Yeah, president of AGH Homes uh, here is a 23-year-old uh, company, and yeah, congratulations to her. Listen, you know, a lot of times when we're done... Well, that, uh, that's a different one. That's Alicia Huey uh, is the president of AGH Homes. Uh, she started that in 2000, but she was elected to be the 2023 chairman of the board of the National Association of Home Builders. Well, yeah, for heaven's sakes, we got folks here... Uh, Doing yeah, all kinds of heading stuff. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, forgive me on that. Hey, listen, speaking of Homewood, which was your Meredith Davidson... Drennan, uh, executive director of their Chamber of Commerce, one of the things I know she had to have been involved in is we tend to go to Seeds yeah. uh, after we're through here. In fact, if you're listening right now, come join us at Seeds after this. Uh, but right near Seeds is uh, Nexus Fitness across the street, and right next to that is the Econo Lodge, which is now empty because it's going to be demolished, and it's going to be replaced by uh, a, a brand-new development that's going to have townhomes and lofts, but also the second locations of two pretty big names in downtown uh, food and entertainment. Yep. Uh, Paramount will have their second store there and El Barrio, that they're, fantastic Mexican restaurant. They're really good. Uh, really, really good. Uh, man, I'm going to the Truett News Radio job board. Oh, we do yeah, this yeah, every yeah, so yeah. often. All right. Our man, uh, Matt Shelby, Shelby General Contractors, he's actually looking for an administrative assistant. So, yes, he uh, is. So if, uh, if you're looking for something, they have a – I mean, they really are adding a lot of work, so that would probably yeah. be a great place to work. So sure. uh, get to, get in touch with Shelby General Contractors. Uh, and I was also going to mention on him, by the way, he's moving up our podcast board. Uh, he's they, uh, consistently moving up. I think he's in sixth place now, uh, making a move. So uh, we'll see where how that develops. Well, Matt, continue to get that out there. And if you're a friend of Matt Shelby, download some more yeah. and listen to that interview. Uh, Amoson and Associates in Tuscaloosa, general contractor there, they're looking for an assistant project manager. Uh, if, if you're in construction and have a degree or a background uh, as that, get in touch with them, Amoson and Associates. Visit Jacksonville down uh, in Florida. They're looking for a sales development manager. So if you like convention, you know, booking conventions and meeting a lot of people and all that, they got that. And then the last one I have is the uh, Gulf Shores and Orange Beach Tourism. Oh. They are looking to hire digital operations specialists. Ooh. So uh, they have, you know, tons going on there too. So that'd be a fun place to work. Man, times have changed. Digital operations, yeah. social media. You've got down here right equipment, and this is interesting to me. You know, there, there are uh, a few names in the fitness world uh, that particularly in the Southeast region, you know, I, I'm, I'm plugged in and drink the CrossFit Kool-Aid. And so I know that this particular company is one of the, one of the few that a CrossFit gym will go to, to, uh, equip their gym for all the, the barbell and the weights and all the different rigs and benches and all the things that we need. Uh, and it's right equipment, which has been in the East Lake area, but you have down here for 40 years. Yeah. And of course, to your point, they also equip uh, high school gymnasiums. Yeah, they do I mean, a it, ton of, gym, yeah. of high school gyms and weight rooms and that kind of stuff. But uh, it's sad to see they're moving out yeah. of Birmingham. To Hartzell. It's great, to, it's great for Hartzell. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was sad to see because they've been there for so long. And uh, But, man, best of luck to them. They got uh, – 
I'm sure their business will keep will will keep flourishing. Well, and I think I'm correct in saying that if you go by their facility, it looks like May 5th is the last day here in Birmingham, and supplies have probably dwindled. But I think I'm correct that if you went to their site and continue to go uh, to their location, um, I think they've got a bit of a clearance sale going on in some of their on-floor inventory. So get on over to Red yeah. Equipment because, again, big name in fitness, and uh, we're going to hate to lose them. But, yeah, big gem for Hartzell. Seems somewhat random. i got to think that somebody in that company has a connection with Hartzell. It has to, but uh, and man, here's some big news: Bates House of Turkey down there in uh, yeah. Greenville. That's been there literally, I think, my entire life. Uh, oh yeah. Or I see here it opened in 1970, so pretty much my entire life. Yeah. But uh, they're opening a second location. Uh, that thing has been a staple down there yeah. off the exit in Greenville. I mean, you know, however many people have gone there over the years, but they're opening up a second location in Montgomery. At the uh, Westminster Shopping Center, which I don't know where that is, but uh, well, somewhere it's I, in Montgomery. I eighty five off Carter Hill Road. You get take the Carter Hill Road exit and go back just a little bit, and it's off in that shopping center. Well, they're having their big um, uh, opening on May the eighth. So uh, if you're in Montgomery, check them out, or always go by the one in Greenville. Uh, Georgia Aquarium, man, they're expanding, or it looks like they're about to. It's not official yet, but apparently one of the city council people has filed a permit thing for this or request. But uh, they're going to tunnel under the street and build a whole new wing huh? across the street for that. They said that's the biggest tourist attraction in Atlanta, and that's wow. that's a mouthful right there. Uh, but uh, that place will keep getting better and better. Have you been there, Brock? Yeah, I have. You know, they've got, they've got the whale shark. Yeah, it's awesome. And, um, it's really fascinating to see that. It, it's a very well-done aquarium. They've got all the different uh, uh, types of water exhibits, you know, whether it's saltwater, freshwater, and it's really, really well done. So it'll be interesting to see how they expand it and, you know, what will be over there. You've got down here, they had more than 2 million visitors yeah. uh, in, in the past year. So, yeah, that's that's a big thing for Georgia Aquarium. Uh, hey, Hoover, they got the SEC baseball tournament coming up. Uh, they need some volunteers. So uh, if you want to do that, that's May 23rd to 28th. We get in touch with them. Events at hooveralabama.gov. Uh, that's the SEC baseball tournament. They need volunteer help, so uh, do that. Yeah, for sure. Hey, listen, there's a little bit of an end of an era here uh, out of the North Titusville uh, area yeah. of Birmingham. Golden Flake is shutting uh, down its manufacturing plant. 100 after years. Literally 100 years yeah, of operation. Yeah, I was sad to see that, but, uh, you know, they sold a few years back. and uh, To Utz. Yeah, but that's that's been a staple of the Birmingham community forever, and it's kind of it's just sad to see that. Well, they are going to keep the brand alive. It looks like about 175 people will be laid off, but 100 people will be moved over into uh, Birmingham's distribution and logistic division. Get this out of the BHAM Now uh, uh, Instagram page, by the way. But I did look up, and it was interesting. Golden Flake, uh, 100 years ago, was called Magic City Foods. Hey, that's pretty interesting. How about that? I didn't know that. Yeah. How about Crystal, man? They sold again. You know, they improved the fries we've talked about yeah. and, uh, the, from the last group. But this is the second time in three years. But they're going uh, S, uh, S, say that. SPB there you go. Thank Hospitality. You, they go. purchased the chain, but they also own uh, Logan's Roadhouse and Jay Alexander's and, yeah. uh, or a big craft beer uh, brewery owner. Uh, so it sounds like Crystal's in good hands. Yeah, that, you know, that Jay Alexander's, we've got one that, it was rebranded a little bit over there by the Galleria, but it's still essentially a J. Alexander's. Logan's Roadhouse, I haven't seen many of those. I, I always I wonder, liked a, yeah. I liked a Logan's Roadhouse. Yeah, I like their rolls. Yeah, the rolls are so yeah. good. Uh, man, but it's kind of linked to that. I saw an article this week, Americans love to dine out. Uh, yeah. They said as a nation, food and beverage, the food and beverage category sales went over $1 trillion, trillion in with 2022 T. that, uh, you know, they had a big setback with COVID at the beginning, but it is bouncing back basically better than ever. You say um, that's up 14% from 21, which is, I mean, that's astounding because that means it's up $140 billion yeah, from 21. And, uh, 
They said for as of February this year, for every $100 Americans spend on groceries, they spend $130 dining out. That's just a that's a cool fact. But this was a study by the big real estate firm, JLL. Yeah. Um, but I, I thought all that was interesting. You know, you had uh, that the Bates, uh, its store began in uh, 1970. That was my date of birth, 1970. I got to looking up, you know, the NFL draft's going on right now. I'm not sure if you know that. Uh, NFL is, is, is professional football, Tony. Yeah. And they have the Thank NFL you. draft in 1970. And... Uh, uh, the the number one pick in the NFL draft in 1970 was a a, a young bristling uh, energetic kid out of Louisiana Tech University. Yes, Terry Bradshaw was and, his name, and he made an astounding amount of money. That's the thing. His rookie salary in 1970 was twenty five thousand. My guess. Tell him who my guess was. Uh, your guess was was Plunkett. Yeah, Jim Plunkett. Man, yeah, and when Jim he Plunkett. said who was the first pick in '78, yeah. well, wasn't Plunkett? A, he was around there somewhere. Well, now we need to look up Jim Plunkett. But yeah. uh, but he was anybody listening even know who Jim yeah. Plunkett was? But, uh, <laughs> exactly. You know. Uh, but I love all of that stuff. All the old guys that were playing. Well, you know, Plunkett had the forever had the uh, the two bar face mask. Yeah. But I remember Terry yeah, Bradshaw yeah. had even a more he crazy a, two bar face mask that almost looked like one it was they were yeah. almost like fused together you know early yeah. in his career but uh hey t- uh, tell them about this french space company yeah this is interesting so well first of all w- when you were pointing out that uh that there's six seats for a six-hour trip where you can get uh dinner and drinks they're going to take you to space to space or the edge of basically space. stratosphere it's going to be 15 and a half miles up as you pointed out about three times the height of what commercial airlines fly so they fly at about 35,000 feet so this is going to be about a hundred thousand feet uh, in in um, in altitude, and it's one hundred and thirty two thousand dollars uh, to be on this thing. Yeah, and a ticket. So the first thing that I that came to mind was Ryan Hamilton, a really funny comedian, <laughs> and he was talking about going on a hot air balloon date and how you know it's you, it's that person, it's ridiculously early in the morning. You're in wicker yeah. that's attached to a flamethrower, <laughs> but then he explained that you know, and then on top of that, there's a third person you know who's operating the flamethrower, and he said he's literally as far away as he could be from me, and I can still feel his breath on my neck. Right, <laughs> so I got to thinking one hundred thirty two thousand dollars. It turns out that the cabin for this thing, and by the way, it's called Zafalto. It's a French space company, Zafalto. They've got a cabin that's 215 square feet. So, you know, play that out. That's about 21 uh, feet by 10 feet. So, you know, six people are going to be a little bit cramped, but but you can do it. You know, you can do it. Uh, But, yeah, that's going to be interesting. For $132,000, you can cruise. Six-hour trip for for $132,000. Now, they take you – it's the darkness of space, uh, but you can see the curvature of the the planet from there, uh, but you still have the gravity, so your wine doesn't spill, I guess. Oh, for uh, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, I just – if I had an extra $132,000, I don't don't know that this is what I would use it on, but it would be cool. i got to give them that. Uh, I think that that's around the the altitude that the – SR-71, perhaps the U-2 used to fly. I know they could see the curvature of space, and it, it, it would be fantastic to get that view. Well, man, it is time for the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline. Ooh. Let's go and talk with John Lida. Our good friend, John. How are you, my friend? Hey, Brock, Tony. Good to, good to be with you guys. Yeah, Absolutely. well, John is the president of the Hoover uh, City of Hoover's uh, City Council, and, uh, man, you guys keep a full plate going Ooh, down there. Uh, what, what, what's the newest? Fill us in. Well, as you, as you say, as Tony Patelis used to say, Hoover's happening, and it's, it's continuing to happen, Tony. And we've got a lot of great projects on the horizon, but uh, those projects are only possible because we have a very thriving economy. And I know all of us are news junkies, and, and we keep hearing about this recession that's coming, but I'm telling you, we're not seeing it yeah. in the city of Hoover. Consumer spending and consumer confidence continue to be at all-time highs, and there may be a darker day coming, but for now, guys, uh, 
consumer spending and confidence in our economy is incredibly high, and we couldn't be happier about that. Well, you know, one of the things that it, that I find interesting too, I mean, Hoover's big enough uh, now. I mean, whatever happens in Hoover kind of impacts the whole state. You know, y'all are talking about uh, this new interstate interchange over there, and uh, there's so many people, you know, that's the shopping destination and oh, all of this. Sure. And, uh, and and what you're saying, I think it's great. You know, we always relate it to construction. Uh, I work with a lot of contractors, and they're all a little nervous about the future. But as of today, um <clears throat> Yeah, things Excuse are going me. swimmingly. Things, I mean, they just just work keeps pouring at them. Yeah, and we certainly approach it with a cautious outlook as well, because you know we're not uh, certainly immune to changes in the economy. But as you said, Tony, construction continues to boom. Uh, folks are confident in the future, and so that's allowing us to invest in some what we think are really multi generational projects. You mentioned the Interstate Exchange coming to I four fifty nine just south of South Shades Crest Road. That'll be a $120 million joint project between the city of Hoover and the state of Alabama. And you will, in fact, later in May, we'll begin having some public meetings where the Alabama Department of Transportation will come in and begin meeting with residents to get feedback and input on the exact location and construction of that. But that that will do two things. Number one, it'll relieve traffic on the western side of town, creating uh, new traffic flows for not just the city of Hoover, but for Helena, Shelby County, and Jefferson County. But it'll also be a huge economic development opportunity because, again, it'll give you a new interstate exchange and access to 459 and create new roads that connect folks from the interstate directly into Ross Bridge and from the interstate directly into our Hoover Met Complex and the Hoover High School area. You know, John, I, I'm one of those Ross Bridge residents, which I, as a side note, it's always interesting. People will ask me, is it convenient to meet me at such and such? I say, I live in Ross Bridge. You know, everything's degrees of inconvenience from Ross Bridge. But, but, but you know, I say that tongue in cheek, and, and we're proud to be Hoover residents for sure. I think of us and then over at, at Lake Cyrus. But I know that the cushion in between those two developments right now uh, is in the process of and will become quite a sizable development yep. so that, you know, the overpass that you're talking about, there are yet, I think I'm correct about, uh, you know, thousand plural thousands of, uh, of, of housing or, 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 or uh, households that are going to be there that will further benefit from that. So Hoover continues to grow. Isn't it's just it? booming. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt. Brock, the, the development you're talking about is Everly development. So it'll yes. be between your bit of Ross Bridge and, and Lake Cyrus, but Everly will bring an additional, and you're right, thousands, the exact number is 2,800 new residences to the city, and that'll have a $1 billion economic impact. Wow. So that'll take a while to build out, but uh, certainly this interstate project, as you say, is a way for us to think forward and sure. to think about how we increase our infrastructure to be able to handle that new traffic, and uh, we're excited about it. We're on the air right now. By the way, this is True at News Radio. We're on the air with John Lida, the president of the Hoover City Council, good friend of ours. And John, just real quick, uh, you know, you are the president now, but I mean, clearly you have a servant's heart. You know, you, you were kind enough to ask us to uh, speak at, at a service association uh, at which you're a member. Uh, what, ha, has that been your heart forever? Or I mean, how did you get involved in such things and, and, and develop that? Well, it, it's in my genetics, and that, that is the truth. My dad has been in elect, uh, elected office in the past. It's been in my family. And I can remember Brock as just a young guy, uh, not only watching my parents and grandparents being involved civically, but just having an interest in it. And so when I moved to Hoover 27 years ago, I thought, you know, I want to get involved here. Yeah. And it, it, Hoover is a great place to serve. I mean, we have a wonderful group of residents. We have 
And let's just be honest, we have good revenues, right? So sure. it's easier to serve a city where revenues are good. And uh, it's just an easy place to serve. I'll say that. And it's such a pleasure to do it. You mentioned my Kiwanis Club. I've been a part of that club for 25 years. <clears throat> we enjoyed having both of you come and speak to us. You're always welcome back anytime. <laughs> we sure well, enjoyed it. You know, it's, the thing with Hoover, getting back to that for a second, I mean, you know, growing up here, uh, Hoover kind of ended at that Hoover Square shopping center that had the movie theater. And, you know, they were, I remember when they were building 459 and the Galleria down there. And uh, it's just amazing to see what's happened. I mean, 150 was a two lane road kind of out in the woods. And now you're talking about, you know, neighborhood artery, yeah. billions of dollars of, sure. of stuff just in one area. I mean, uh, what, you know, what, what do you think is the, I mean, the, the catalyst that, that made all that happen? I know that, I know that roadway was a huge thing, but the school system, the, the you know, everything seems to be doing well. Uh, there's a lot of things to brag on. Well, our, our city is now 56 years old, Tony, and I think there's two things that we can point to that were truly transformational in Hoover's growth and development. Number one, obviously, is the River Chase Galleria. Sure. When the decision was made to build the South's, at the time, largest sh- shopping mall right on I-459, that was transformational to our future. Sure. Uh, but then fast forward, the next major step happened in 2016. And while it's still relatively new in history, the Hoover Met complex yeah. will also and is being transformational to our future, attracting families from all across the country into central Alabama every single weekend to play youth sports. And we talk about the economy, and I'm telling you, youth sports is recession-proof. Yeah. At the, at the worst of the COVID outbreak, Families were still yearning to come and play youth sports. And families, when times get tough, they may drop the yard service or the country club, but I promise you they're going to continue to invest in youth baseball and youth sports. And that Hoover Met Complex for the next 18 months, guys, it is booked solid Thursday through Sunday for the next year and a half with folks coming to our city. And and our favorite taxpayers are the kind that come in on Friday night, stay in your hotels, eat in your restaurants leave on Sunday so you don't have to pick up their garbage or educate their kids. You know, you, you bring up a good point about the Hoover Met. And, and uh, again, folks are listening all the way from Huntsville down to Mobile and even within, you know, here in the Magic City. Uh, some people who aren't in Hoover or don't, you know, uh, have an involvement with those youth programs may think that when we say the Hoover Met, we're talking simply about the baseball stadium. But explain to all the listeners, yeah, it's far more than that. Yeah. Yeah, great, great point, Brock. So the Hoover Met, you're right, was built in the 80s as the original home of the Birmingham Barons. And, uh, of course, the Barons made their way down to downtown Birmingham, which was a great thing. But sure. uh, we invested $80 million into that campus and built a world-class outdoor sports complex that can that holds, you know, outdoor, all turf, by the way, no grass, all turf fields. So we're talking uh, six to eight softball, baseball, lacrosse, 16 outdoor tennis courts. We're in the early stages of building 24 covered pickleball courts out there. Oh, wow. There's a world-class uh, splash pad that is fully accessible to children and adults with all abilities, the largest one of those in the southeast. But really the centerpiece of that campus now is what we call the Finley Center. Yes. It's a 150,000-square-feet 100, indoor facility that is multipurpose in that you can play 12 volleyball games at one time or 12 basketball games at one time wow. or host – I know you guys were talking about the SEC tournament before we came on. Uh, the SEC will host their fan experience in the Finley Center the last week of May. 
Yeah. Well, you know, that whole area out there, too, just keeps booming. I mean, the, the neighborhoods, you know, further down oh, from sure. the Met that are really nice. And uh, that little shopping center with the the Biscuit Belly and then oh, you yeah, got the, Luna, the, the sure. breweries out there. Sure. And, I mean, just stuff keeps pouring in out there. And, I mean, I can't stress enough, though, I, I, the, just the transformation of the city. Uh, I mean, it was like a, uh, I don't know if sleepy is the word, but a small little community. And then to see, I mean, yeah. all of this, and it's not like it's got like a, like a, you know, old Tommy downtown or any of that, but it's, sure. it's uh, and, and some of that's probably good. And some, you know, I don't know, maybe you would like a downtown there, but, uh, you know, kind of the gallery has always sort of been a little bit of the center of it. And, uh, when we had the mayor on, he was, uh, he had mentioned something too, about there may be, uh, an art center built over there. Is there any, uh, updates or news on that? Yeah, we, uh, we, we did a bond issue where we, uh, went to the bond market and, and borrowed $93 million a few weeks ago. And $20 million of that, Tony, has been earmarked for the investment in a performing arts center. And, of course, $20 million is not enough to build a complete center. But we are in conversations with some private partners to construct a fine arts center somewhere in Hoover. Hoover remains the sixth largest city in the state. And we think, you know, we need some type of fine arts center. And, and we're committed to doing that. Finding the correct location is certainly a challenge. But... We are actively working on that every day, and I hope in the next few weeks we'll be able to make an announcement and move forward on, on what we think is one of our top priorities. Yeah, that's fantastic. The, the sixth largest city yeah, in the state. Yeah, I, I didn't really. And it's interesting too, and and you know, testament to to the leadership like yourself uh, that you know Hoover has been active in annexing out uh, certain other locations around the metro area. So it's not strictly the location right there around. Um, yeah, Galleria. I mean, even us again in Ross Bridge, we we are annexed into, or or at least it extends out sort of in a finger uh, into the Lake Cyrus and the uh, the Ross Bridge area. Area, but um, you, you know, it, it, it is is there? A, I mean, what what was the strategy around that, and, and and does it continue to be part of of what y'all focus on there in the city council? That is a great question, Brock. In fact, the mayor and I have been working the last several weeks, uh, along with my colleagues, to talk about what does the future growth of Hoover look like. Sure, we believe there are opportunities out there for some good strategic growth, uh, maybe toward the western part of Jefferson County down 459 and, and we're in the early stages of that but we have interest in growing we believe that uh, hoover has a lot to offer those who may not be in a municipality and certainly we want to welcome in those who want to be a part of hoover but again to do it strategically and very methodically to ensure that our infrastructure including our public safety and our school system can keep up with it but we believe there's opportunities there uh, that can really take hoover into the next generation of growth and, and economic prosperity and uh, we're in the early early stages of it, Brock, but hopefully you'll have me on in about another year, and uh, yeah. we can talk about where that's going to be. Yeah. Well, I, I guess we need to start wrapping up. Uh, is there anything, I guess, kind of, you know, to, to say to or, or anything to announce or any of that stuff you want to get out there? Well, I know you mentioned volunteers for the SEC tournament. You know, the second and third weeks in May, uh, Tony, we become what I think is the center of sports in the Southeast and perhaps the United States with the Regents Tradition Golf Tournament at Greystone and then the SEC Baseball Tournament the last week of the month. This will be the 26th year for the SEC to bring its baseball tournament to Hoover, and and we're told by coaches and and avid fans that outside of Omaha, Nebraska, Hoover, Alabama is the best place to watch college baseball. Yeah, best atmosphere. That's great. That's great. Love hearing that. We're we're on the the early early part of talking to the conference about entering into a long-term deal. 
So we need this year to be a really showcase. We do a great job of rolling out the red carpet every year, but we need this year to be a showcase to show the SEC that we want Hoover, Alabama, to be the long-term home for SEC. So let's let's work together and yeah. make this the greatest term. Where it ought to be. Yeah, well, John, absolutely. again, thanks, man, for being up early and coming on with us. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thank you, guys. All, All right. right. Yep, Enjoy sure your enough. weekend. Yeah, thanks so much, John. All right. All right, yeah, that's John Lida, uh, the city council president for Hoover, Alabama, a good friend of ours, and he's probably about to go run 15 miles, too. He's a runner. Man, uh, I, I'm still shocked as we're sitting here talking to him, this this like bird <laughs> just flew into the window yeah, and like, thumped, and we turn around, there's just this mass of feathers yeah. that have exploded. And I look out, I, I kind of bend over and look out the window, and it's flopping around three stories below on the ground, and yeah. another bird flies up and eats it, carried it off, and <laughs> oh, ate God, it right I didn't in front see of that. it. Jeez, I didn't see that part. Wow! Good heavens, man! Oh, the uh, the 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 realities of speaking, nature. Speaking of that, let's talk about the uh, by the, the way, Will I- Bright Foundation luncheon. <laughs> <laughs> There's a good segue. Well, I do want to speak about that, obviously, but what I can't get over is if you're not familiar. Building. It's a Soviet block building. It's not like it's some like, you know, glass structure that, you know, the bird didn't see that window. But in any event, yes, we do have the Wilbright Foundation. It's my sincere pleasure to uh, to chair the board of that. Uh, we do a lot of advocacy related to the opioid uh, epidemic. Uh, it's addiction related. We have a, a fantastic facility that was gifted to us out in Fayette, Alabama, where uh, folks who come out of uh, rehab facilities, rehab programs can land safely and, and begin the rest of their life. There's a lot of really good Good programs with some employers there so they can you know we tend to get them their driver's licenses back get them employed and get some really good momentum going on in their life so um, we've got Bruce Pearl the Auburn basketball coach is going to be our keynote speaker it'll be at the club at noon on May 18th we'd love to have you come join us uh, tables are still available uh, you can get a table for $1,500 there's other sponsorships that are available uh, I think you can come out there for I think it's $200 and remember all this is going towards uh, funding the foundation towards funding the charity and funding uh, this good cause. But uh, Bruce Pearl is an exciting speaker, and we're really, really proud to have him yep. there May 18th. Uh, that's going to be fun. Hey, I'm going to tell you about Truett Insurance and Bonding real quick. We had a big week over there. Uh, I was gone, like I said, a lot of it down in working in South Alabama. We got a office down there in Daphne and one in Tallahassee as, as well as the one here. But, uh, hey, if you're an agent and looking for a new home, we'd love to talk to you. Yeah. Come uh, come on over and work with us. It'll be fun. And uh, But uh, got some things issued even though I was gone. We did another uh, payment and performance bond this week. We wrote some other business. We, you know, we work with a bunch of business owners. So if you own a business and uh, maybe aren't thrilled with how your insurance program's working, we would love to talk to you. But uh, we're about to celebrate 32 years Ooh, in business. That's hard to believe. That? That's in June, but that's coming up. And, uh uh, Matter of fact, you got a call while we were together Monday. Had yeah. to put together a little bond. Yeah, yeah, man. Uh, uh, we do a lot of that kind of work, so it's good. But also work with you know everything from condo associations, uh, work comp. We do a lot of. But uh, if you do uh, landscaping or HVAC or any of that, we got a lot of companies looking for you. And uh, if you own property, we'd love to do it. But uh, Truett Insurance and Bonding. Check us out, truitinsurance.com. Do it with Truett. Yeah, uh, Brock, we also, on the show here coming up, man, we got a lot of good stuff we getting do. lined up. Yeah, uh, we do. We got uh, Jeff Goodman, you know, with yep. Ticket Smarter, the yep. CEO there. They do the Birmingham Bowl. He's they, always engaging when oh we God, meet they him. have a ton going yeah. on. Uh, Josh Luger, I think this is going to be awesome. They got a place, Capital Tacos. Oof. We don't have it yet. They're out of Florida. Uh, they're moving into Georgia, but they're coming here. Oof. And uh, we're going to be talking to him, uh, Joan Wright, with Child Care Resources, 
Dr. Ken Kitts, the uh, president at University of North Alabama, is going to be on with us. Uh, Bo Benton, LBA Hospitality down in Dothan is coming. Bradley Byrne, we mentioned earlier, he'll be on. Alan Harris with Bailey Harris. And we got some others I'm working on uh, that I think will firm up this week. So, got a good lineup coming at you. Hey, you know, up in Huntsville, uh, of course, the problem is I'm explaining if if you right now are listening and you have the opportunity to go to Huntsville this weekend, please do go by Big Springs Park, uh, the 41st. Panopoly Arts Festival is being held up there, and it's a really big deal. A big art and music festival up there. It's got a lot of tradition kind of rooted into uh, Huntsville culture, so be sure to go catch the Panopoly Arts Festival up man, in Huntsville. There's a lot going on in Huntsville, man. They got that the the grocery store news up there. Yeah, Tell them sure. about that. Yeah, so uh, Food City is a group out of Virginia, and uh, they have been working with the Huntsville City Council. Uh, that council approved a plan where Food City will add six stores to the Huntsville area. Each store is expected to employ about 200 people. Uh, Food City is going to invest $90 million into those six stores. And if they build all six in time, then the city is planning to extend a $9 million rebate back to Food City. So a lot of new grocery opportunities about to happen up in Huntsville. Man, we got to get up there too. Uh, uh, Valentina's Pizzeria and Wine Bar, they're, mm. they're crushing up there. Uh, Joe Carlucci uh, he was out at the the big pizza expo in Las Vegas. Uh, oh. A couple, I guess, that was about a month ago or so. Yeah. But uh, man, he was named the uh, best pizza maker in the world. What? At that, he won that. <laughs> How incredible is that? At this place, <laughs> Valentina's Pizzeria and Wine Bar in in Madison is where oh. that's at. But. Uh, Got to check that out in the world. In the world. Yeah, so we definitely need to go up there. Holy cats. And uh, I was going to say congrats to Southern Skies Dermatology. Uh, Leland's always talking about them, but uh, uh, they opened a new place over in uh, Oxford. Uh, So if you need uh, screening for uh, skin cancer, that kind of stuff, uh, as I sit here with a big cut on my head from from skin cancer, uh, get out there and let them check you out. Yeah, you did get a little bit of a gash there, for heaven's sakes. Uh, Listen, uh, we have had folks on from the Vulcan park foundation before but they have a brand new president and ceo so congratulations and best of luck to cynthia cardona right yeah as she takes on that little uh that little duty which again is just an iconic landmark for us here uh in the magic city uh huey magoos we don't have one name. that i'm aware say of say it again huey magoos is a chicken finger joint uh they are uh opening up a new one down in prattville apparently they're in montgomery area right now but uh Man, I want a Huey Magoo's. Yeah, Huey Magoo's. I can hardly say. That's actually the first time I've said it correctly. Yeah, but they're planning for a few more in that area. Uh, but uh, hopefully by August, this one will be open. Well, I, I'm I'm excited to give them a try, for heaven's sakes. Uh, Jesse's by the Bay. Oh, awesome. Uh, right? So there was a Jesse's in There's, Magnolia Springs in Which Baldwin is delicious, County. man. I've yeah. been there several times. Uh, yeah, this is a new location for them. Yeah, right off Fort Morgan, Morgan Road between yeah. Gulf Shores and Fort Morgan. Uh, but it's literally right on the Bay. Thus is it called Jesse's by the Bay. But a lot of folks, including yourself, are excited at that new location. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm telling you, if you're down in that area, uh, Jesse's in, is in Magnolia Springs. But it's really good. So uh, I can't wait to try the new one. I saw something that was kind of interesting. Uh, it was um, on Visit Huntsville AL on their Instagram site, uh, and it was about the Rocket Center, right? Uh, and what it said was scuba. Well, it said train like an astronaut at the Rocket Center, and then it explained this scuba underwater astronaut training experience. You can go in there. They've got a 24-foot training tank on the Rocket Center uh, grounds. I remember seeing it. I think it's the same one as a kid. And honestly, it was kind of spooky because it's just so big and there's structures inside. But by golly, you can go and pay uh, and and go in there with a a trained professional. You descend 24 feet to the bottom, and you have a series of challenging tasks 
that you would do that would make you kind of figure out this is what it's like to train to do those tasks as an astronaut. So give them a try at the Rocket City uh, Rocket Center, uh, the the Scuba Underwater Astronaut Training Experience. Yeah, Brock, let's go back to the Truett Insurance and Bonding Hotline Absolutely. and talk with Karen Belcher. Karen, yeah. are you there? Karen, Karen, hello. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing good. We're excited to have you on with us. Yeah, I think it's Hoover Day. So John Wright yeah. is my neighbor. I'm going to oh, are they really? be any minute now. So it's, it's exciting to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Well, that's fantastic. You're with Alabama Game Changers, which y'all have a phenomenal mission, uh, improving literacy, helping dyslexia, uh, and working with other folks. And I uh, want to hear a little bit about what all y'all do. And I, I know you uh, uh, you have a big event coming up, too. That's right. Yeah, we do. We do. So, um, so we're a nonprofit. We're really working hard to kind of merge the medical field with um, education to help kids who are struggling with learning disabilities. And our primary focus is with dyslexia. Now, we do, we do work with kids that have some additional disabilities that come along with that, but that's kind of been our target. Um, most people don't understand what dyslexia is, um, and so they feel like, oh, these kids are, you know, flipping letters around or they're struggling to read, they need to try harder. But it's been our experience that this is actually more like an invisible disability and it's, it's way harder to overcome. And it's, it's so impactful in these kids' lives that we really wanted to do something um, to make a difference early, to get an early diagnosis and to get intervention in place so that these kids don't struggle. Well, because the fact is you can treat that, correct? I mean, it is something that they can learn to adapt to uh, when they get that instruction. And I, and I would think uh, encouraging support, correct? Absolutely. So one of the key things is early diagnosis. And uh, the, the, I'm the co-founder of uh, Alabama Game Changers, and my, uh, the other co-founder is my good friend, uh, Dr. Stephanie Denton. She's a local pediatrician. We both have known each other for over 30 years from working in the pediatric healthcare community. And um, we realized early on that there's a, it's, number one, hard to get a diagnosis. Um, there's a long wait list to get in, to have somebody help you figure out what's going on. And, and a lot of times people get maybe a, a cursory diagnosis, hey, they're, they're struggling to read, but there may be some other things that are involved that are making this more complicated as well. And, um, and, and it deserves a look because you want to leave no stone unturned sure. um, when you're trying to treat this. So we have a pretty comprehensive diagnostic program. We have a medical clinic uh, at our center and then um, a team of professionals that really look at every aspect of this. And then when we know what's going on, then we've got a program uh, that we use to remediate the dyslexia. And it, you're right. It is treatable. There, there are things that you can do. Um, there's components of dyslexia that may stay with you forever in the sense that you might not be the best seller and, and stuff in life, but you can be a strong reader and you can sure. have good reading comprehension <clears throat> and function. Um, in life with the right intervention early on. Now, uh, K- uh, Kathy, w- w- uh, Karen, m- m- I forgive me. K- Karen, I, I, I'm looking at a note. Uh, Karen, yeah. forgive me. Uh, it's th- too much th- information. Yeah, right. There's two different academies that y'all have. I know Restoration Academy and Rising Hope Academy. Well, what's the distinction? Um, because it looks like, uh, as I was looking at Alabama Game Changers, there are. Uh, uh, th- there's one group of folks that uh, come from a potentially and, and, and typically sort of traumatic background that you are giving some extraordinary yeah. care to. Yeah. So, so we have partnerships with schools. And again, our goal when we opened Alabama Game Changers was not just to be the sole treatment of dyslexia. We want to partner with other schools and other programs 
to help reach a broader audience of kids and, and get this intervention this intervention out to the masses. Um, so back in 2018, uh, Dr. Denton really worked hard to obtain a, a grant from the Community, Community Foundation of Greater Birmingham. And that grant enabled us to go into Restoration Academy and evaluate about 150 students and take a look and see who's struggling, who meets the criteria. About 20% of the population is dyslexic, so um, but we tend to see that there's other components that create this reading disability as well. And so with that grant, we were able to go in, do some evaluations, do some training with the teachers uh, at the academy to help them with recognition and intervention. And then we formed a relationship with the school as well so that <clears throat> if their kids are struggling with ADHD, 40% of the population that has dyslexia is going to struggle with attention issues. Well, we have a medical clinic and we can treat that. We have a physician who knows how to do that. So that we had a great relationship where they could work with us and say, hey, we're having difficulty with a student. Can we send them over? We also constantly are raising money to help fund these programs because it's not cheap. No intervention is. Um, but then in turn, we can use those funds to get our intervention available to their students. Get, we can get our instructors online with their students. So, um, so we have a, a center where we have a team of 45, 46 people that's composed of uh, occupational therapists, speech and language pathologists, instructors. We have psychologists. We have teachers. We have therapeutic classrooms at our center where we do some intervention, but we're also working to be out into the schools. We did a, a similar grant uh, fund and, and collaboration <clears throat> with Rising Hope Academy, which is a, a program that helped the children of the ladies at the Love Lady Center. Yeah, right. And uh, at, at that, with that, we actually said, hey, we're just going to send one of our team members out there. We sent an sure. instructor out to work with small groups of 30 to 40 kids and uh, start to intervene. And, and the gains that they made were phenomenal. Yeah. And it just proves that you can get into a school and you can start treating a, a group of children and really be impactful. So our mission is not only to treat kids at our center, but also to start collaborating with all these schools that have kids that are struggling to read sure. and not take over, but jump in, help correct this. And then let them go from there. We, yeah. we go back to what we're doing, you know? <laughs> Supplement their programs, yeah. Uh, you're listening to Absolutely. Truett News Radio. We're on the air right now with Karen Belcher, the COO of Alabama Game Changers. Just a fantastic foundation. And you, you mentioned fundraising. And, of course, part of that is grants. You, you, you mentioned that. But I know that uh, part of your fundraising, too, has to do with the question of what are you doing on May 19th. <laughs> Tell us about that. Absolutely. So, well, we, we have some targeted fundraising going on as well. This, this, we're having this fundraiser. Uh, and again, it's Hoover Day on, on your radio show. So Taylor Hicks, who's a <laughs> somewhat of a Hoover native, um, has graciously agreed to do a concert with, for us, uh, on May the 19th. It's going to be at Stanford University at the Wright Center at seven o'clock. Uh, you can go get tickets at stanford.edu slash Wright Center. And the proceeds from this concert are going to benefit children trying to be get in our program and get help. Um, we do have a, a focus right now on the adoptees and the foster children. Oh, cool. One thing that, uh, that we know, so if you look at just the global population, kids that have dyslexia, that inherited dyslexia that they got generation after generation in their family, that's somewhere between 10 to 20% of the population. If you take kids that are in the adoption world and the foster care world, you can double 
that wow. percentage and maybe even higher than that. They have, you know, they have tougher starts in life. Sure. They have disruption. They have some other things that contributed to them, the, the neurons in their brain struggling to connect a little bit. All of these kids have averaged above average intelligence. We're not saying that they're not intelligent, but they sure. need help That's connecting those fascinating. neurons. Fascinating. Yeah. So it's kind of, so it's a know, developmental disease. Right. So we know that these kids have a harder time and, and certainly, you know, we want to make it accessible because it's going to take us a little bit longer to work with those kids and to get them to a better place and, and maximize their potential. So, sure. um, but again, this, this fundraiser is for all kids that are trying to come to our center, but we are trying to uh, focus some attention on them. And uh, the Wright Center is such a great venue. It's, it's huge. It's in, it's in a great location. There's great parking and there's 2,500 seats available. Yeah. So we would love wow. to fill it up and have people come and also learn a little bit more about what we did. Yeah, um, Karen, gonna, let me, this is going to be an educational event. Let me ask you this. Uh, are y'all uh, pretty much just focused in Birmingham or is, is Alabama game changers? Do y'all provide service yeah. in other areas? Yeah. So we, well, right now we are, you know, our center is located in Birmingham, but our instructors could be online with a child out in Texas. Um, because the oh, program wow. that we do, and, and I need to back up and talk a little bit about the program. The the intervention that we use um, is called the NOW program, Neuro Origin of Words. We partnered with uh, Dr. Tim Conway out of uh, Jacksonville, Florida. Um, he has uh, several centers called the Morris Centers. And he is a neuropsychologist, and he developed a program, um, researched it. It's been tested. It's been scientifically proven through randomized controlled trials, which is if you're in the medical field, that's our love language when you're talking about, you know, <laughs> right, right. science. And so we, we found him, met him, got to know his program. To be honest, Dr. Dent and I used it as a litmus test on our own kids to see uh, her, her son um, has the inherited dyslexia. I'm a parent by adoption. My daughter has the more profound dyslexia. Oh, wow. And the changes that we saw in our own kids were so profound. We said, we have to do this in Alabama. We have to do this. So, so this program can be done online. Um, and you could, it's one-on-one. And so we, since we've opened in 2020, we've served 43 counties in Alabama, uh, 18 states, and we have two kids from Brazil, right? You know, they're here. So, and and when I say open in 2020, our center, the neurodevelopmental center opened in 2020. We've been a nonprofit entity since 2014. Wow. Amazing. Well, I'm sitting here looking at the clock. We're running out of time. Uh, Is there anything else you'd like to say to kind of wrap things up? No, we just hope that everybody will come out and, and support us at this event and certainly support Taylor. He's got a new single out, Fort Swing, so we're trying to, you know, um, promote that as well. And we just look forward to a great night with everybody. Oh, it's going to be great. Well, hey, man, keep yeah. up the fantastic work y'all Absolutely. are doing, and we're going to help try to spread the word for you as much as we can. Yeah, thanks so much, Karen. All right. Enjoy Have a your, great day. Enjoy All your right. weekend. Yeah, that's Karen Belcher, the COO of Alabama Game Changers, and she asked the question, what are you doing on May 19th? And the answer yeah. is go see Taylor Hicks at Sanford University's Wright Center, a big fundraiser for Alabama Game Changers. Uh, Brock, I'm glad to see this. It's like Las Vegas needed another attraction, but <laughs> yeah. uh, they uh, the Punk Rock Museum is opened oh, out there, right? right. which actually would be interesting. It's in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, opened on April 1st, 12,000 square feet. They got all kinds of stuff from – you know, all the bands, I guess that was B-70s forward, uh, yeah. that, but that's, that'd be pretty cool to see, I think. Yeah, well, well, I mean, I don't know in the hierarchy of things to see in Las Vegas. I don't know uh, I don't know what my priority would be, but well, I, I mean, one would be the F1. Obviously, I'm going to the KISS mini golf right <laughs> yeah, off, and then uh, we'll move on from there. But uh, 
Uh, what was the other thing we had here? Hyatt Hotels. They got yeah. a whole new brand coming out. Yeah, they do. It's uh, interesting. It's called Hyatt Studios. Hyatt Studios. They're trying to get into, uh, uh, I guess, uh, secondary cities and things where they're not located now. But uh, they've already got over 100 of these things lined up with developers around the country. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Uh, and the first one's going to be opening uh, next year, 2024. But, they're yeah, they're shooting for smaller markets and sub-markets uh, I, I bet it's a hit. I have a new hospitality concept, and I've already got 100 <laughs> people who are signed people up People lining it, yeah. up. Uh, you know, I like to do deep dives into history. I, I was looking at Time Magazine. It was in April 1961, uh, and, and as I was flipping through it, there was an article that caught my eye. It was called Costly Cheer, and it was focused on New York Mayor Robert Wagner's budget for that year. Again, 19, it would have been 1962 budget. Do you know what that budget was in 1962 for New York City? What would it be? 2.5 B, B as in boy, billion dollars. It was uh, the largest, but it was a larger budget than every single state in the union, except for obviously New York and California. It was larger than 90% of the UN members, including Norway, Brazil. I was looking the preliminary budget for New York City for 24. You know what it is? A hundred and three billion dollars. Yeah. And I got to look in. Well, okay. So what's Alabama's state yeah. budget? Thirty-five yeah. billion dollars. Their city is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So New York City's budget is three times the size, essentially, of the the state budget so for the state of Alabama. Hey, uh, congrats to Drum and Flooring. They are killing it on Chipotle's. They sure there. are. Uh, I saw this little uh, blurb and was fascinated about it. They're doing their sixteenth one of those things wow. down in. Uh, do you say it, Diberville, mm-hmm. Mississippi? Yeah. Um, but uh, they're working with uh, Baldwin and Shell is the contractor, I think. But uh, they're uh, Drum and Flooring, family owned. I love family owned businesses. We are one at. Truett Insurance oh, and Bonding, sure. Absolutely. but uh, Tim and Nicholas Drummond, they started in 93, but uh, man, great for them. You know, we were, good work. we've been talking about Top Golf, big shots, things like that, but you saw something that was sort of interesting about Tiger Woods being yeah, involved. they've got one called, uh, I think it's called Pro Stroke. Pro Stroke. Which uh, is this, uh, apparently Top Golf has done good enough, you know, now you've got a lot of other brands and they're trying to tweak it a little and go sure. to different markets, but uh, this Pro Stroke, I saw it, it's going into Nashville, but before I could get on to the air and talk about it, uh, I saw the Birmingham Business Journal uh, put an article up there opening one in uh, Tuscaloosa. In Tuscaloosa, so, but this big shots is uh, they're kind of the same thing going into smaller markets and maybe places Top Golf hasn't touched yet. And uh, but I mean people people love these things. Oh, for sure, yeah. Well, I mean I you know I've been to Top Golf. We and yeah. matter of fact, the Will Bright Foundation we always do an annual fundraiser over at Top Golf that typically is in the beginning of the fall, and uh, it's always a, a, a great time. Every time I've been over there, it's been well run. You know, you get some good food there if. If you're into drinks, you can get drinks there, and uh, you know whether it's sweet tea, Coca-Cola, or a bourbon and Coke. Uh, but yeah, really, really well done. It'd be interesting to see how this pro hey, shots. I found this was interesting. Uh, Doctor Tiffany Sipiel, uh, she's switching sides. She has run, uh, or she's been at Auburn for uh, the past five years, but she's moved over and is going to head up the honors college at the University of Alabama. Well, how about uh, that? so that's interesting in itself. But uh, they have a really good honors college at the uh, at the university. So uh, congrats to Doctor Sipiel. You know, right below that. You have uh, you have Cheap Trick is coming to Sand Mountain Amphitheater, which is two in- interesting things. One, that Cheap Trick is even in concert. But two, I didn't know there was an amphitheater in Sand Mountain. Yeah. All right, man, the music's on. We got to get uh, I'm Tony Truitt, Truitt Insurance and Bonding. I'm Brock Murphy with Brock G. Murphy Law Firm, LLC. Love to help you out if you're a small business or in construction. Tony, did you know? Did you know there are over 2,000 different languages spoken in Africa? I did not know that. Did you know the country of Turkey, its largest city is Istanbul, and it straddles both Europe and Asia? We'll say.